Welcome to the Entrepreneur Academy with your hosts, Nick Dutton of Engage Finance and James Cross from Crossover Property on this episode of the Entrepreneur Academy. I made a bank transfer uh, last year and it was my own fault because I put the wrong sort code in and I've lost that money. It's my own learning curve. Whenever you send money, check the booming account details and check them again. But now, here are your hosts, Nick and James. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Academy with myself and Jim. Hello everyone, hope we're all well. It's been a while since we last recorded one. I think the uh, everything's just taken over and we've obviously had Christmas period and started the new year. So I thought it would just be a good idea to for us two to just touch base, talk about last year because, well, what are we now? Mid- Mid-January, isn't it now already? Talk about last year, the ups and downs, probably mostly downs with how that year went. Um, what we've got planned for 2021. Trying to get back into the, uh, the swing of working again. Yeah. yeah. 2020 changed massively on March the 23rd, was it? I always forget when they actually announced it, but we had it as a quiz question. Yeah, my mind always changes it. It could have been February, it could have been April. It seems like yeah. a big time warp. It does, it does. I think, I'm pretty sure it was March the 23rd. I think I Googled it for a, a, a Christmas quiz that we did. So, um, oh, nice. So I'm pretty sure it was March 23rd, but yeah, everything just stopped and changed, didn't it, from that point? How, how is it, what What did the first lockdown, how did it affect you and projects? And I know it seems like ages ago, but... I mean, we first started hearing about this all in, well, it is a year ago, January, January time sort of last year, and yeah. I've got a couple of clients um, overseas, you know, China, Hong Kong, and, and they were, you know, telling me about everything going on over there, and I was like, oh, Marius, yeah, it doesn't sound good, it doesn't sound good, and then it suddenly hits you in the UK and you're like, crikey, it's real now. It's yeah. quite bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the first, the first lockdown was just a bit of a nightmare because it was, you know, all happened quite quickly. Um, yeah. and no one really knew what to do. Um, I remember just telling everyone to stay, stay at home, working from home. And, yeah. you know, you can't, and to be honest, I think most people just kind of like stopped and took a bit of a break in some respects. I'll be honest, I kind of took my, f- Foot off the pedal a little bit because I was like, well, I can't go out, can't meet people. I can still yeah. work, to, but no one really knew what what we could and couldn't do. So it was always been a bit more overcautious. Massively shook everyone up a bit, I think, um, in all aspects. I mean, I think the main thing was just putting a stop and delay on all projects we were working on. Uh, yeah. Anything planning, it was just sort of, you know, it, it seemed like two or three months where we just lost two or three months worth of progress, essentially. Mm. Mm. Um, that was the real, you know, killer for us. While you still really have all your monthly outgoings, exactly. Um, yeah, especially with you know business owners, um, I think got forgotten a little bit about with the financial support and stuff uh, mm-hmm. until you know later in the year. Um, you know, they're helping out people in different areas, but it was just like, well, we've still got outgoings every month, and it's it's quite scary to be honest, and very little income coming in. Exactly. That what sort? What? How many projects did you have on at that time? Do you remember? Um, I think we were on three or four. I think I think one of them was just finishing off, and we were sort of on on site in three others uh, at the wow. time. Um, the major issue it caused for us was, um, but because we lost sort of three months. By the time we got out of the lockdown and um, you know kind of got through the other end, we could start working again. Was we had new projects that were ready to start because yeah. they'd had time to get to that point, whereas we still haven't finished the previous ones. So oh. it all kind of got piled on us at once. And and then you had the extra issues of, of 
project's not running as smoothly because of lockdown. So that's either um, people, that's materials, which were a nightmare. I'm sure everyone would agree. Trying to get hold of plaster and plasterboard was just a nightmare. Um, you know, we had two projects that were at plastering stage and we were just trying to like scrimp and get everything we could in terms of plaster. And then I mean, we put in that many orders for it. One day we had about, I don't know, 300 bags turn up at one site because we put so many orders through. Right. When it finally all got released and new stuff was coming. We're like, oh, we've got too much now. Yeah. I think I've seen quite Because it went up to like stupid money on eBay, didn't it, during the first lockdown, people just selling it. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I think it was the same for us, really, because the biggest thing that impacted us and probably the same for you in terms of new projects was valuers weren't able to go out. Yeah. So that just meant lenders were just like, well, if I can't value a property, I'm not going to lend on it. And those that were opening were doing sort of desktop valuations. And, and you and I both know that desktop valuations are never quite that accurate. So they, they reduced the loan to values down to like 65, 60%. But those that were still open and others just completely closed. So that, that side of things just stopped. But those, like you say, the ones that currently have projects going, the biggest impacts we saw is, you know, those guys, like you've said, if, if the project just stopped, they're still paying bridging costs and all that sort of stuff each month and not able to do anything about it. And it's just delayed it massively. And, you know, it's when you've got bridging in place, that can soon eat into the, the profit of a, of a deal anyway. We were quite lucky in some respects where we personally didn't have any big outlays on bridging for any projects. Yeah. We clients, they either have private investors on board who kind of understood the situation or managed to speak to, a, you know, Bridging companies and get a bit of a break on it. Um, so yeah, it's a nightmare for everyone, really. How long? How long was it delayed for? For you, like weeks or months? Months. Projects that would have taken three months were taking five months, maybe six months. For us, that trickled right in the in the way really till October, November last year, where I remember. September was probably one of the hardest months we've had in in terms of projects that were actually that were due to finish in the summer, finishing in September, but we also had to start new ones in September as well. Because, and then you're trying to run things as smoothly where, you know, I remember where you used to be able to go into, a, you know, a tim, tim, timber yard, for example, and you're having to now wait a, a timber yard for materials and you spend half your mornings gone just from getting materials. Um, it, they did have them, it was just the time. They had to go and physically collect them, they wouldn't do deliveries. Um, and you don't quite realise how much time that takes out of your day until you have to go and do it all. You know, you, you're collecting materials, your time not on site or time not working. Yeah, it certainly affected the property market. I mean, the property market itself, it didn't seem to get hit as bad as some of the other industries that probably are still struggling because, yeah. like I said, the refurbs initially stopped, but there was a, there was this still the chance to at least trickle them on once you got materials, once you got the right... Yeah social distancing in place at least could carry on but obviously there's people like businesses out there that are still yet to be open since the first lockdown you, you know you just feel sorry for them really and how how much they must be struggling but i suppose for, from an investor's point of view do you, do you see there being quite a lot of potential of stuff to buy once you know like commercial versions that sort of stuff is is something i'm i'm certainly keeping an eye out for yeah, I think so for sure. I mean, I mean, definitely just walking in, you know, the centre of um, 
uh, Nottingham, you know, you, you can see a lot of shops and units are for sale at for rent mm. because of, you know, they can't they can't carry on, the business is gone because of this. And, you know, I think that's going to have a knock-on effect with the commercial market. Um, I think there will be opportunities for sure where stuff, you know, has been empty or is now becoming empty and they can't get it let out because, you know, realistically, how many people are going to want to go rent a new shop out or a new exactly. restaurant or start a new business in that space yeah. where yeah. they've been worst affected? Um, you know, I, I know we, we've had it on a, on a project with, you know, with the finance side, Nick, but I'll share it where anything that's got a commercial aspect to the property... Yeah. Yeah. The lenders have discounted the commercial completely, or you know, been very reluctant to lend or anything with a commercial aspect to it. Even just straightforward commercial mortgages became literally impossible during during last year, really. And if you were if you were planning a business to trade from a premises and looking to buy, you know, the funding was just impossible. No one was doing it because. You know, they were so scared about businesses surviving. And, and if you're investing in a commercial premises like, like the one you've touched on, then they're, they're thinking, well, how, how the hell are they going to service this loan if there's no one to even rent the property anyway? And if that property, if the commercial element takes up, you know, 50% of the whole building, that's 50% of the income down. Um, so they just assess it from what the residential would do. But that obviously affects um, the loan amount. But... You know, for me, it was annoying because, yes, I understand there was risks from lenders thinking, right, okay, is anyone going to rent this property out? But it was just a circle because if you can't get a commercial mortgage, you're not going to buy a commercial premises, which means you're not going to trade from it, which means that there's not going to be any commercial business, which means there's not going to be, you know, it was a vicious cycle that someone needed to break. And, yeah. I, I, you know, it's still not really broken other than, well, there's not, you know, there's not even an industry, really, when you think about it, that, would need a commercial premises at the moment that would actually thrive, I don't see, other than takeaways. They seem yeah. to be the only business that have actually thrived from it. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, you know, you look at any anything that is open, you've got takeaways. I mean, you could argue estate agents are still yeah. working. Um, yeah. But again, they're not really working in the office. Um, you know, right. like one or two people manned in there, but a lot of people just working from home. Um, yeah. You know, even us, we, we still went in office and um, I'm in two minds whether or not to, you know, cancel the term or permanently work from home or, or keep I, it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a lot of things, isn't it? A lot of people have adapted now and, it, and I think it's going to be hard for people to almost go back to normal in terms of going back to the office. I don't know. I personally am craving the, the back to the office all the time because yeah. I, I'm working from home really difficult. I don't know if you're the same, but... Yeah, for me, it varies, to be honest. I, I quite like the, the comfort of it. Um, yeah. Um, I must admit, I roll out of bed in the morning, grab a coffee, have a breakfast, and then have a shower, and then I'm kind of like, I just want to get cracked on the work, but my computer's right here, so I jump down, I say, I'll check some emails, and I'll go to the office, and before you know it, the morning's gone, I'm still working, right? so it's too late now, I'll carry yeah, on yeah. yeah. So, but then, I, then I think I've I've been doing that pretty much all last week and this week, and I'm I'm left the home. You think, oh shit, I better get out and do something. Yeah. Um, you know, similar to yourself, you know, and Nick, you, you know, both work hard, and I think, you know, similar, you can get kind of engrossed with it. And Absolutely. You're right, yeah. and you think, well, I need to get out and have a change of scenery. Yeah. Well, I I still come to the office 
every now and again, but that's because obviously we've got FCA documents that we're not allowed to take out. And also it's just things like the logistic, you know, having the, I've got a desktop computer here that's got certain stuff saved on it and I've got printer access here and that sort of stuff that you need to come into. But also from a men, mental state, it's like, I like to be able to just come to the office, work, go home and, and home be home time. It's hard to, especially where I'm living at the moment, there's no separate office. So I'm like working at the kitchen table and it's like, and then you look at the time, you're like, oh, okay, I'm just going to move my laptop out of the way to have some dinner and then I'm going to move it back again. You think, oh, yeah. never switch off. I suppose it's different for you as well as you've got, the, got a team to run. Which has its pros and cons of, of being in and out of um, the office and stuff as well. I mean, I'm quite lucky at home. I have a spare bedroom that basically is my office because mm. I live on my own, which is nice. Um, but... Um, yeah, it's like my, my team, I sort of had to have a chat with each of them and how practical is it for them to work at home? Because one of them is working on the kitchen table, mm. um, the other one's working in his bedroom, and then the other one's working from her kitchen table. So right. it's kind of like, it's, it's you know, it's doable, but it's probably not the most comfortable or practical compared to being in an office. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and because I asked the question, I said, do you want to work in an office? Do you want to work from home before this official new lockdown? and it was kind of like well we actually quite like come to the office because it's easy for us a lot of people's views will be wanting to go back to the office i think and i think maybe once things start to go back to normal-ish i think a lot will go back I've, a lot of people say oh working from home is the new thing now no one's gonna have offices but i still think people will go back to offices especially with lending and you probably don't see it as much but like working from home has slowed everything down so much oh, because yeah. You know, stuff gets lost in in translation, stuff gets lost. And those that aren't used to working from home and are employed, and, you know, this is probably controversial, but they're employed, they get paid at the end of the month no matter what. If they're working from home, it's like, okay, I'm just going to grab a coffee now. I'm just going to have an extra half an hour on my lunch break. You know, it's, it's slowed everything down massively um, from everything. Yeah, I, I agree. I think productivity has gone massively down. Um, mm. You know, I think as as people who are kind of driven on the financial side, if you're a business owner or people who are paid on performance, then it may be slightly different because yeah, yeah. I've still been working hard and I think, you know, a lot of other people have. But, mm. you know, I look at certain types of people we've had to deal with in this industry and it's just been so ridiculous and people trying to get back to you or get... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know as well as I do, last year, one of the biggest pains of, of my life and a lot of people were solicitors. Mm. Um, you know, yeah. I, they weren't geared up for working from home. They, they're an old-fashioned industry as it is anyway. Um, you know, they caused just God knows how many amounts of issues. Um, it was just a nightmare. Yeah, it still is. And this is what I've said to, to people when it's like, they announced obviously the stamp duty holidays, which you know, it's a great scheme to have in place and it's going to help the property sector. But it's just meant that the whole legal process is, is just become even slower. And the problem is they're just too busy and they haven't got the staff to deal with it. I know. I, know. And I think a lot of them have, you know, there's, there's the competency of some people and, you know, the, the resources, but I think some of them have taken on too much work yeah well i don't think i know they have and yeah. they've not been able to cope with it and therefore their service has just gone to crap basically yeah, yeah, yeah it literally has but i think that's a knock-on effect with obviously the first few months is like businesses stop and then because they've become manic they're thinking right i need to recoup some of what i've 
lost in the first, you know, first few months of lockdown where I had no business at all. Now it's like, let's just take on everything, but it's almost having a negative effect on just the overall service. And I don't, you know, legals is obviously it's highlighted there, but I think it's every industry really. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, uh, legals pops to mind more so is because I've, you know, had the not so good experiences with it last yeah. year. Um, I think when you look at, you know, people with buying the houses, I think the stamp duty holidays, you know, helped, you know, bring more people wanting to buy stuff. I think the problem is it's sort of been a bit start and stop last year. You've had a lockdown, then it's come back again. There's been a lockdown, come back again, and yeah. another lockdown in November. And I know December, speaking to a couple of people, one solicitor in particular had about 35 completions on one Friday before Christmas. You know, it's just like, and she said she was working pretty much 24 hours straight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's not sustainable, but you think because there's been so much of pent demand of like, everything needs to happen like now, mm-hmm. it's, it's just crazy. It's similar to what's happening in the construction industry. Everyone really, really busy because everyone's everything doing now. Um, you know, it's happened across other industries as well. Yeah. Do you, obviously, it definitely quieter at the moment you know we've obviously spoken about it between us but like it does feel quieter but i think it's like you said it's it was like it was that initial stop start stop start stop start and now it's always become like this stop people have just stopped completely they've just yeah. sort of thought well let's just stop and then i do feel like when this lockdown is lifted again depending on whether what they do about the stamp duty holiday and the rumors that they might be removing stamp duty altogether is what I've read somewhere that yeah. might be a boom again part of it is everyone gets to Christmas and then they stop kind of have the break get back into January have a think but we've, we've gone back into January into a lockdown where yeah. everyone like you say is holding off to a point because yeah. um, you don't really know what your next move is going to be you don't know if it's going to be extended you don't yeah. know how funding is going to be you don't know um, how you know how, how the market is going to be and I think you know, similar to what's happened previously, there'd be a lot of people sort of stopping and thinking and waiting, and then as soon as yeah. they come out of it, yeah. the, the property market will just have a mini boom again. Um, yeah. Because, you know, stamp duty holiday is still there, or it's still working for the time being. Um, you know, everyone's still getting furlough pay at the minute. Um, yeah. You know, still financial help from governments, and, you know, as they all come out of that, they'll have a bit of cash, it'll be a good time to buy, and uh, they'll just get very busy very quickly. Yeah, but it's, it's created a, a massive seller's market, hasn't it? Because stuff seems to be selling for market value and above from what I'm seeing. People are paying well over market value for stuff, um, yeah. you know, which is, I think it's like you say, it's a pent-up demand that people have become almost desperate to, to want to actually do something and therefore paying over the odds for it, which in property is okay because it's it can be a long-term game. But... Yeah. I think that's probably what we're going to see again is is a seller's market in my opinion. But yeah, but I, I agree, and you know, specifically in you know the kind of just residential housing side of things, it's just you know, I mean, I've barely been able to do anything with that. Yeah, you know, last year or so, prices have just been crazy and competing against the wrong people. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's been interesting. I mean, you know, you you know, obviously we sold property in in, in auction in December. Um, and that went, you know, a very good price because it was busy and it was a very, very busy auction. Yeah. Which are usually signs that people are wanting to buy stuff. Um, 
be it homes, projects, whatever. But there was a lot of, you know, demand there for people wanting to buy stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I think that will happen again when we come out of lockdown. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, obviously, stuff has has changed. Did it? Has it? How has it affected your business overall? Would you have you sort of written off twenty twenty? Have you sort of what what? What's your view on it? I don't think I've written off 2020. <laughs> it's probably not the right way of phrasing it, but... It's been an interesting year. There's been a lot of good bits, a lot of bad bits. Yeah. Um, you could argue a lot of bad bits more than good bits, but I think from that, you know, I like to do... Basically, every Christmas, I always have a, a massive review of the year and, and my plans for the following year. Yeah. And I think the amount of lessons I've learned in 2020, the amount of you know, things that it's brought up for me and it was almost like stress testing my business and kind of stress testing myself personally as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really showing me what I need to be careful of, what I need to improve on, um, you know, the risks in, in business because no one could have predicted that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I'm still here, I'm still alive and i am still got a business yeah. and, you know, yeah. still, still carrying on. It's, um, it's just been challenging in, the, in that time so I think really it's it's not something I've written off but I've just tried to take as much learning experience from what's happened to bring it into this year and really improve on it yeah uh, I think that's a good point actually like you say sometimes it's the negatives actually when you sit back and think about it for the year like the learning points make it all make the negatives kind of worthwhile in a way because it's you know it helps you learn and grow as, as, a, as an individual and a business when, when I sit back and think about the year we've had, um, it's still growth on what we did the previous year, yeah. not where we not where we'd intended to be. But but when I you know when you sit back and think about other businesses, you know I really feel sympathetic for some business owners out there that have just gone through a hell of a year really and not been able to trade, not been able to do anything. Um, I sort yeah. of think myself quite lucky. And what sort what sort of goals have you put in place for the new year? It's more specific to, to growing um, two different sides to my business, um, acquiring um, a few more properties, mm-hmm. um, which would be six or having six um, interests, either for clients or for us. Um, okay. You know, I think really just trying to improve on our processes. Um, so everything we've, we've done last year, trying to analyse both costings, projects, and how they've been run. Mm-hmm. Um, how we analyse deals um, and basically improve on all of that going forward this year. Um, I think I've got quite a good, you know, tight knit team now where we we can actually really make a bit of growth from last year on that. Um, you know, touching back on what you were saying about, you know, looking at the positive side of things is yeah. it goes for any real or, or business owner or you know anyone trying to make make some money really on their personal development is bad things will always happen in your life and they'll always be negatives but you've got to, you can either go one way and think oh it's it's crap and you know people are out to get me or yeah. whatever you think but ultimately it happens what are you going to do you can you know, learn from it move from it make sure you don't make that mistake again yeah 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 I agree but I mean not yeah when you say not make the mistake again obviously this year has been a bit of a blip in the fact that it's not really something we could have changed but like you say, parts of it that you could have, we could have changed. Um, yeah, there's things, things that you could have, you know, improved on and, and you know, proceed a bit further or, 
you know, whatever it may have been, um, you can never turn back time and change it, um, unless they invent a time machine, in which case I'll eat my words and uh, change my thoughts. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's my, my, my way of thinking of it, is yeah. keep pressing on, keep, keep learning, because there, there'll always be stuff that you'll learn from. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the silly mistakes I made last year, I actually want to kick my teeth in because of just, you know, I mean, I, I made a bank transfer uh, last year and, and I met, it was my own fault because I put the wrong sort code in and I've lost that money. My own learning curve, whenever you send money, check the booming account details and check them again. It depends how you deal with it personally because I could really knock you back and think, oh, God, I won't do this anymore, just quit and, and walk yeah. away. Or you take it and think, right, that's a learning point and yeah, I've taken a hit, but actually you know, there's some serious lessons there that I need to... Need to think about. Have you, have you stroke? Are you going to adapt your business now with a new COVID COVID world, in terms of route to market, you know, marketing that sort of stuff? Well, it's difficult, really. Not not as as such, really. I mean, I think we're just going with the way the property market's going, and kind of we've added a few more services in, in terms of what we're doing, trying to be a bit more specific in what we do as well. Okay. Uh, and I think so far that's working well for us. Um, you know, for the sort of two weeks, we've really had a new uh, strategy and um, you know planned ahead this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not saying we sort of done anything specific for you know COVID as, as such yet. Right. Um, so yeah. But what, what about uh, what about your goals, Nick, for for 2021? And what's your kind of plan? Do you see it changing a lot in, in your business or we're fortunately in a position now where a lot of our business is reoccurring business or um yeah. word of mouth type stuff obviously the first few years and same for you you know every single networking event that was up was up we were there you know really driving the business yeah. forward trying to make those connections and and that that element of the business is now sort of died a death really because you know those sort of things aren't happening um so for me personally, from in terms of a route to market, I'm focusing a lot more now on online. So a big, yeah. big thing that we're looking at now is I'm quite like looking in, in my office block. The guy above us is one of these, you know, media guys, and does all like SEO, Facebook campaigns, all that sort of stuff. So we're going to be working closely with him to try and generate business that way, um, yeah. and then we're going to try and focus on you know the amount of free platforms that are out there. So social media, we're going to really try and hammer YouTube because I think there's a lot of potential there to add value to clients, but also drive, drive the business forward. Um, so in that sense, we're adapting to a COVID world. Um, we're still, we've not, we've not met any clients for a long time. And the ones that we have done is sort of been on a site where you've been, far apart and, and that sense. But again, before it was in my diary, I'd always sort of keep aside one or two days a week where I'd just try and fill it with coffee meetings and stuff like that. So that has all changed. Um, and then in terms of goals, so we don't tend to set a financial goal for the business. As long as we've improved on last year, then then we're happy and, we'll, and it will grow, grow naturally rather than giving ourselves sort of targets. Um, but we are definitely looking to start to look into property a bit more this year. Um, last year we came close to quite a few and, and JV opportunities, obviously we've discussed ones in the past that haven't haven't happened for one reason or another, which again, 
you could you could view as a negative thing of oh I've still not managed to do one blah 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 or you take a learning from it and think well at that time it wasn't the right thing I've learned from it and now we know what to do going forward so yeah property is definitely something we're looking to do a bit more but um, I think there's definitely some potential coming up in, in the property market with some options to buy. One thing you've touched on there is the networking side of things and but, you know I didn't even mention it but you know thinking about it it has massively impacted us as well really before last year we're out networking probably a couple of networking meetings a month maybe more maybe yeah. less oh, yeah. uh, you know and and you get to see a lot of people meet a lot of new people you get to you know give a bit of advice to some people who need the guidance you know you yeah. get to you know, chat to other people give you guidance it's, it's you know really a good forum to do so and I think yeah. You know, you had that period last year where there was, you know, all these Zoom calls coming out and, you know, they died a death relatively, you know, later last year because everyone got bored of them. Uh, yeah. it's, just, it's just not the same. It's not the same. No, it's not the same. And I think I think what I've seen is I'm kind of, you know, we finished a lot of stuff last year and we're kind of at a position now where we've got some really good existing investors and clients we work with, but ultimately to to try and find any new ones it's we've been struggling with uh, mm. we haven't really put much into because um we haven't been out there networking that was our primary source you know i mean social media which you know we, we may do and try and do a bit more on that because like you said it's a free platform and you get some good you know exposure but i do miss the networking side yeah face-to-face has always been quite a big element of our business a lot and same for you and you know when you take into account the networking events and you know, we had quite a few sort of expos lined up for last year to, you know, to have stands at events and all those sort of things where you can really add value from a face-to-face point of view. I think it's just a case of perhaps adapt, either holding on and, and seeing what happens this year or really changing, switching it on to, to online and, you know, creating lots of online content, which, you know, I'm going to try and do. But it's, again, it's finding that it's, a finding the time during busy times, but also it, for me, and I don't know if it's the same for you. It just doesn't feel as natural. Natural, you know. I'd much rather stand in front of a networking room, even though there's like fifty people there, and explain what we do, than just a single camera. It feels really weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you can see the feedback of, of how people react. With you, you have no feedback of what's happening. No. Are you on the new? I forget what it's called, but like a new um... uh, clubhouse. Yeah, I'm not because I'm on an Android. Oh, of course you are. Which yeah. is, which is, I, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing because I, you know, we see a lot of this on social media now. Everyone's on Clubhouse. All these new um, kind of groups they're having in there. All these new talks are having. I mean, I don't know massive about it because I can't right. use it. Um, but I, I feel a bit like I feel a bit like I'm missing out, um, you know, getting the FOMO. But at the yeah. same time, is it? Can I spend the day quite easily listening to Clubhouse things and, and well, yeah. you know, lose lose my productivity? It's certainly you know certainly potential there. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I've got it, and um, that's about all I've done with it, to be honest. Okay. Is downloaded it and accepted an invite from someone, and that's about all I've done with it. I feel like it's probably got a massive potential, but. Like you say, it's a case of sitting down and working out how it works and the value to it is, is you know, a day later and you think, bloody hell. Well, that makes us sound old and like we can't use technology, but... <laughs> I, I'd never heard of it and it just sort of came I mean, out of nowhere about two weeks ago. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. You know, every, all the property groups were in, you know, everyone's starting to jump on the bandwagon and do yeah. their own talks on there, which which is great, um, you know, but it's it's another platform to keep an eye on. Um, yeah. And I don't know if you've seen the other stuff as well. Everyone's trying to move away from WhatsApp now as well. Yeah, I saw that as well. I don't know, some sort of data protection thing or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I didn't know. I just... I just saw one group, which I think we're both in, that yeah. it was basically closing down and moving all to Signal. Right. Um, and I was like, well, what, what's happening? I had to Google it. And yeah, because WhatsApp changed their privacy terms or something. So I just thought, well, you know, what more changes do we want? I've been using WhatsApp for years. And yeah, all yeah. my chats, you know, clients, investors, consultants, whatever. Um, and to move to another platform, was just more stuff to put in the mix. Uh, so how, how do you see the property market going in general this year? The first sort of quarter, like we said, it, it, we're going to be slow because it was well, sorry, yeah, slow because it's lockdown thing. People yeah. taking the time, but I think come summer, I think it'll be mini. I think it'll be booming a little bit. Um, you know, purely because everyone's got the money. You know, people want to be buying um, and just getting stuff done. But then I, I do see it declining a bit. Maybe the back end of this year, maybe next year just when all this money's kind of gone, people have brought what they needed to buy and, yeah. you know, the economy starts to suffer because, you know, you look at how much money the government's put out and they're going to have to get that back one way or another. I yeah, think. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely think there'll be, there'll be new taxes coming out, raising taxes, and I don't know where or who that will affect, but, you know, I'm sure somewhere along the lines it's going to have an effect on us and, you know, we'll pay more money yeah. back to the government. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think it's probably going to affect the employed possibly more so than yeah. it is maybe. Um, I've, I've, you know, businesses have always found a way round of not a way round of paying taxes, but they've a way of adapting their their income to make it the most tax efficient way, which has yes. obviously been a good thing. But that's probably why over this time period, we've not been helped as much as employed people have, perhaps. Yeah, true, true. You know, those that have sat on 80% of their income and still at home, you know, it's pretty comfortable, really, whereas we've pretty much gone from an income to nothing. I think it's affected different types of businesses more as well, and, and younger businesses have been probably harder off than older businesses. As people are just starting out or, you know, just employing the first person or two or whatever it may be and mm. probably struggle more. You know, if you're, it's, I think the worst people, if you've got your own business and you're on your own, you don't have an office premises or anything, you're, you don't really get a lot for that at all. We've not really had anything in terms of help uh, from what I can think of. And we, you know, we've touched on it before in the podcast, but when it came to furloughing, because obviously we're employed directors, it, it, it was a balance between do we furlough ourselves for X amount a month, but that could affect the business's reputation negatively and, and in the long run be more of a bad thing than, than a good thing. Um, so other than that, there's not really been an awful lot of help. But then again, you know, our furlough was low because we adapt the way, you know, limited company adapt the way they're paid because of tax reasons so we can't have a cake and eat it so I get you know I get why they've done it that way but like you say if you're a new business for us it's and for you it's taken a long time to a build up cash flow and b build up potential savings which have allowed us to to survive that time but you know if, if you yeah. if you'd have done COVID when you know both you and I were maybe six years six months to a year into our business 
it, you know, we wouldn't have survived at all because we just wouldn't no, no. have cash. Yeah, I mean, especially in, in you know, property transactions where it would take months to happen anyway. And mm. yeah, mm. I'd have been, I'd have to go back into a job. <laughs> yeah, well, I must admit, I, you know, when it, when the first lockdown happened, I was looking for you know part time jobs just to sort of ride it out. Um, fortunately, we didn't need to, but you know. Again, if you were a new business, it would you would have definitely had to, and it would have hit pretty hard. I think some people would be silly not to kind of look at your options and think, you know, what if? How long does that go on for? What if I don't get any more money in my business for six months? What am I going to do? You know, do you get a part-time job? Do you, you know, try and diversify your business to do something else in it? Yeah, yeah, you know, just, yeah. Just, you have to look at these things. It's part of you know running a business. Really, you look at yeah. what are the risks. And, how can you mitigate it? How can you diversify, really? Do you think we've seen the full economic impact that this has had yet? Or do you think oh, no. it's to come? No. Uh, I, I don't think... I think we'll see the impact of it in the next following years, to be honest. Um, mm. I think this year, we won't see much of it, but next year and the year after, I think you'll start seeing a big effect of it. Do you think so? Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's my gut feeling, because these yeah. things don't happen they take they take years to kind of like show the other big thing that's going to happen again like you say not necessarily this year maybe not even the year after but those people that have really taken advantage of the what the government has offered in terms of loans and grants i think that's gonna have a big knock-on effect when that's that sort of stuff is investigated exactly yeah i don't even want to know the figure how much they've given out in grants in furlough pay. Yeah, a lot of money and like you say that they will you know when they get the resources back for them maybe next year or whatever they'll they'll probably be investigating you know yeah. people are taking the most amount of money yeah um trunk law yes yeah. it's gonna happen yeah and, I, and i've seen yeah. People, like, there's been in the paper as well, where people posting on Facebook, you know, property businesses, not trading ones, saying, oh, I've claimed 25 grand, bounce back loan, blah, 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 and you're just thinking, it's going to bite you. Yeah, unless you take it for a legitimate reason, but yeah, there are, especially in the property world, a lot of people have just taken them just so they've got extra cash. We applied for a bounce back loan, but, you know, we, you know, we did it even more squeaky clean than probably we even needed to. You know, we dropped our turnover right down so it was you know we took the bare minimum but we and we've just kept it aside and thought well you know if, if that allows us to to continue the business then you know that's what it's there for but those yeah. have, have used it and it's like it's allowed them to push you know i just think it's probably going to come back to bite those people i would have thought so it's be stuff like that and then you know businesses that aren't able to survive but my my thoughts with it are, I think economically it is going to obviously take years to catch up and and, and whatnot. But I feel like a, I don't think it will have as big an impact on us as we necessarily think, because I, I feel like once lockdown's been lifted, people are that desperate to do stuff. The the demand and drive in those businesses is suddenly going to go through the roof. And you look at like um, airline companies that have probably been one of the biggest that have been affected. You know, they're you know they've cut down so much. But then I read an article that you know, booking flights in in the summer, the demand's gone up two hundred and fifty percent or something, and they've increased their prices by like one hundred and fifty percent on what it was last year. 
or the year before or whatever. So, you know, I don't think it's going to affect it too much because I think there'll be enough supply and demand out there. Makes perfect sense because everyone wants to go on holiday. There's going to be queues out the door and down the street for people wanting to go out for something to eat just because of like, you're not been able to do it for so long. One of the things I massively miss is, is not even a restaurant, just going to a coffee shop and having a, have a coffee and do a bit of yeah. work. I haven't been able to do that for been ages. Yeah, it's been good to catch up. Um, hopefully there's uh, been a bit of content for people to, uh, to take value from um, and catch up and, and hopefully this year we'll be able to continue with some podcast episodes and some we'll, a bit more positivity and hope for a better year. Yeah, absolutely. This is the Entrepreneur Academy. If you have a question, use the hashtag the Entrepreneur Academy.